You're listening to Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast where IT leaders exchange insights about issues around cloud architectures for the data center. And now your host, Alison Klein. Welcome to Conversations in the Cloud. I'm Alison Klein. Today I'm joined by Chief Architect of Joyent, James Duncan. Welcome to the show, James. Thanks. James, Joyent is a new player in the enterprise software space, but has made a big splash in cloud with your smart data center 6.0 software. Why don't you tell us about Joyent, uh, what it means to be the chief architect of Joyent, and where you're aiming from a standpoint of cloud solutions? I mean, I think probably best to start with the fact that although Joyent has only recently really started delivering its smart data center software to third parties, we've been running our own public cloud for quite a while now. And my job in all that is to think about how things go together, why they go together, and what the sort of new model of computing is. And a lot of what we've talked about internally is the idea that we're sort of moving beyond the standard view that the computer is the box and the unit by which we measure things. The data center is actually the new box and how you access it, how you use it, how you instrument it. Those are really the new important things we're going to consider as we, as we move forward with cloud computing. With the data center as the platform or the box, what kind of things does that change from an IT perspective in terms of what needs to be managed? One of the things that changes is how we govern access to resources. Historically, um, a large part of what the IT organization does is ration a scarce resource, and that scarce resource is hardware, um, computers, disks, et cetera, et cetera. The change that happens when we start dealing with the data center becoming the new box is that those resources are really no longer scarce they're, from the point of view of the consumer, effectively infinite. There's a big change there in just the role of IT within an organization that becomes enablement rather than sort of resource management. That's a huge change as to how IT functions within an organization. The consumer changes as well. It no longer becomes the IT organization. It becomes the developer. It becomes the project leader. It becomes whoever needs access to those resources. And so a lot of how we sort of see that change is, is making it possible for the, the consumer to get those resources in a manner that's convenient to them. And if you look at the deployment process, I guess that gets us to um, a topic of, of collaboration with Intel. You recently worked with us on a reference architecture for the Cloud Builders program. Can you tell us about um, the process of putting together that reference architecture and then how that will aid your customers as they look at deploying joint solutions? Our collaboration with Intel on the Cloud Builders program was largely taking a lot of the best practices we've already employed in our data center and codifying them in such a way that they can be consumed by others. Typically, we use CPUs with multi-core hyper-threading so that the workloads can be split out. And on top of that, there's a large amount of RAM, of course, in each of those servers. And then on top of that is just the number of spindles in the machine is, is important. The more local spindles you have, typically the better I.O. performance you can give to any given slice of that physical machine because you can dedicate the local spindle to a particular smart machine. What we find with customers is, of course, they're reassured that we've gone through this sort of rigorous program. But as much as anything else, um, there's a certain comfort that they get out of the fact that we're collaborating with Intel and working closely with Intel because they sort of know that we're on the roadmap and that we've got some foresight into how things are going and into what works best. It looks like you're putting a lot of focus on I.O. and storage latency in the design. I think an important thing to note about Joint, and perhaps where we're different, is that we don't operate on a traditional hypervisor, although we do have that option. We operate on something we call a smart machine, which is based around um, Solaris containers or zones, but has a lot of additional 
magic, if you like, built in. Mm -hmm. One of those things is the I.O. And what it means is that when we sell, let's say, a one gigabyte smart machine, what we're selling isn't a set of maximums. It's a set of guaranteed minimums. So we guarantee the customer that they are getting access to one gig of RAM at all times. But should there be other RAM available on the machine and that particular smart machine needs it, it has access to it. So it's based on the fair share scheduling system where you can get as much as you need provided no one else is using it. And then your guarantee is that you'll get as much as you've paid for. If you look at efficiency in the data center, is Joint Solutions doing anything to help with driving increased efficiency in terms of how workloads are managed or how overall productivity is managed in the data center? A large part of our solution is exactly that. What Joint didn't do is just take a hypervisor solution, which was designed for virtualizing hardware and sort of turn that into a, a product. Instead, we sort of considered the things which were required for an efficient operation of a high-performance machine. And so a lot of our smart machine work and a lot of the ideas behind smart machines have been about minimizing the overhead for running that individual sort of virtualized container, if you like. And what that means with Joint, when you buy a smart machine, you're not buying a virtualized block and then installing an operating system on it that's running on this virtualized piece of hardware that's running on another operating system that's running on a real piece of hardware. Instead, what you're doing is you're sort of sharing the kernel, which is shared by all the tenants on that machine. And so there's much less overhead than there would be with a typical hypervisor. So we typically see you know, up to 80% utilization for the RAM on our machine. That's a target rather than what we're actually achieving. And then underneath that, we're taking all the available RAM that we can and trying to move people up from disk into RAM at all times. So typically, we see 100% utilization of the RAM on a machine. And that turns the machine from being a comparatively wasteful resource. You know, normal utilization rates, industry quotes around 17 to 22%. Uh, we're seeing instead sort of 100%. Certainly, if you had a factory operating at 17% efficiency, you'd shut it down. That's fantastic. If people on the uh, listening to the episode want to hear more about Joint, where would they go? They can contact us through our website. Um, both myself and a uh, number of other people at Joint are, are fairly accessible um, and fairly visible on the web. Well, thank you so much for being on the program today. Obviously, Joint is ahead of the curve in terms of thinking about cloud computing solutions. I've really enjoyed our talk. Thank you very much.